Welcome. To Arcade Audio. And welcome to Shared History. Once you pop, the history don't stop. <laughs> I was really excited about that one. I mean, it's scientifically accurate. Hey, uh, friends, I'm Cass. And I'm Nat. And once the Big Bang happened, history didn't stop after that. It didn't stop. So, it kept going. And as far as I know, it's still going. As far as, uh, uh, as of recording, history is still going. <laughs> yes. When you're listening to this, we don't know. Yeah, we make no promises. Um, real super quick business times. Um, first of all, uh, we just did a live podcast in Naperville and it was great. And, uh, I wanted to thank the Naperville Newcomers and Neighbors Club for having us. And I wanted to thank, uh, Mr. Galanis for being our special guest. We got Galanis on the show, you guys. I've only mentioned his name 13 times in previous episodes. Um, so if you're, this is your first episode listening cause you met us there. Hi, hello, welcome. Um, if you've always listened to us, we still love you. Hi, hello, welcome. Um, that the audio from that live podcast is going to be released as a bonus episode during our breaky poo between seasons on, please never say breaky poo again. Well, or you do you, uh, it's going to be released during hiatus on our Patreon. So our Patreon is patreon.com slash arcade audio. You uh, by supporting us, you support our entire network. Um, you get a survey. You say you listen to us, and we get like the bulk of the funds. But it goes. It's we're it's very socialist, and I'm in. For, I'm I'm on board with yeah. it. Yeah, I think Bernie Sanders created Patreon. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Support us on Patreon if you want to get uh, that hot hot bonus episode. Oh. <laughs> We also, uh, I have a quick correction. I was pronouncing in the Haymarket episode, I kept pronouncing one of the guys who has tried for it um, as August Spies because that's how it's spelled. Is it Spies? No, it's 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 not Spies. It's just Spies. Okay, well. I mean, it's German, so it could be Spies. In German, because I took German in high school. If it's like S-T or S-P, you do the Sp. Mm. So that's like when you... Oh, like Speck. Like the meat. Yeah, like spiel. Um, if it's S-P or S-T, you do the sh sound. And you let me go the whole episode I didn't see it written. Wrong. Also, in German, and this is sometimes helpful for all, for all of you guys doing your spelling tests, the whole I before E except after C. I don't know about that bullshit. But in, when it goes, if something's spelled E-I, so I'm guessing that was spelled I-E, correct? Yeah, it's literally spelled spies. If it's I-E, then the sound is going to be the long E sound. If it's E-I, it's going to be a long I sound. So it's whatever the second letter is. Oh. Spies or spies. Wow. You're welcome. The more you know. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all we had. <laughs> Today it's shared German pronunciations. Um, we've, got a, we've got a special little episode today because it's a solo app. Solo app. Doing it by yourself. That's, <laughs> if you hear slurping, it's because Rip made me a delicious mug of hot cocoa. We're uh, recording in Rip's 
beautiful home. Oh, by the way, on the ones and twos, we have DJ Rip. Oh, DJ Rip taking a sippy sip sip of this hot cocoa, <laughs> baby. It's that season. Capital S Z N. I feel I feel like the past few episodes. <laughs> that was a slurp. I feel like the past few episodes we've we've either had like business to discuss in the beginning or or whatever, and we we've been like. Oh, yeah. And DJ Rip. And you know what? I'm shocked that our fans haven't yelled at us for it because we all know that they like Rip more than both of us. Honestly, I like Rip more than both of us. Uh, that's... <laughs> it's like we'll forget to introduce him at the beginning of the show, but like throughout, we're like, we Rip, genius, throw us some beats. Rip, please help us. Rip, you're beautiful. Help us. Hold my hand. I, there's nothing needed of the sort. You need no help. Y'all are crushing. Also, y'all are crushing in both separate ways a very NPR look right now. <laughs> Ooh, we do. Natalie's wearing kind of like a tweedy, no, like a knitwear. Like, nice Cardi. And I've got a, I've got like a, a cowl neck sweatshirt. A cowl neck sweatshirt. That's fun. That's very neat. Mm-hmm. Welcome mm-hmm. to Delicious Dish. <laughs> On today's Delicious Dish, we're going to talk about whatever history Cass wants to share. Hang on. in rip goes can i get you guys anything to drink natalie's like no i'm fine then rip says i got milk water hot chocolate and she's like okay well no i want chocolate also why did my slurp just sound like a fart (laughs) if you ever need like fully sound effects for a fart just cut that out and you're good you're welcome guys let's lock it up let's focus Mm -hmm. (laughs) get on track i'm crying but it's fine (laughs) so um this episode, I believe, should come out. Uh, it's the, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. The Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Shout out Turkey Tuesday to my mom. She throws a Friendsgiving every year, and we call it Turkey Tuesday. And it's just all of my friends that she loves more than me. So some of some of you guys may already have like a a bird marinating if it's the Tuesday before yeah. Thanksgiving. I yeah. don't know. I never make the turkey. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, not my holiday. <laughs> But so, so we've got a special Thanksgiving episode planned for y'all, and the topic that I want to talk to you about is the Iroquois Confederacy, or the Great League of Peace. Okay. Um, the sources I used for the Iroquois Confederacy were American Heritage website, PBS, and Encyclopedia Britannica. So Thanksgiving, I wanted to do something about Native Americans, But as I've been saying for many, many episodes is I want to be able to talk about some of these topics and not have to do like... Not have it just be dripping with colonialism. Yeah. And and because a lot of this, you know, wasn't written down or it was written down by colonists, you know, we Mm -hmm. have that lens and that perspective. So we go on pre-colonial and I'm going to drop some knowledge on the first peoples of America. Um... So the Iroquois Confederacy initially consisted of five tribes. When people say, like, five nations, um, it was all of these uh, tribes located in um, northeastern America and, like, that southern bit of Canada. So, like, most of this was in New York State in that area. Um, It consisted of the Mohawks, the Oneidas, Onondagas, Cayugas and the Senecas. So those were the five tribes. And then in 1722, the Tuscacoras 
joined. And so now it's six nations. But they were all of these kind of like warring tribes, sort of. Um, they think it came, they, they started out in, um, in Canada and the Iroquois actually like had been defeated and were not killing it. So they kind of migrated south to the Americas. And then, so they all had this kind of like shared language a bit and they were kind of warring with each other. Things weren't going great. And, um, they decided to join together. Um, the Confederacy was founded around 1570 to 1680 by Dekanawida, who was known as a great peacemaker. Um, he was kind of this like prophet, um, and then Hiawatha, have you heard of Hiawatha? I have not. Hiawatha was credited as like he was the founder. So uh, these were actual real people who did all of these things, but uh, it was turned in, kind of mythologized and turned into a legend. And so this is all real, but it was built up to kind of be like, inspirational mm-hmm. and this is our like we talked about in a previous episode like our mythology this mm-hmm. is our origin story so when people hear it it sounds like like part of it is like they had to fight the warlord with snakes in his hair and everything but like this really happened um so legend has it that Dekanawida was like not a great public speaker so Hiawatha he was like this prophet then Hiawatha came along and he was a follower of Dekanawida and he is a person that like went to the Mohawks and the Hurons and everything. And a lot of this was giving me very like biblical vibes, like Moses and Aaron mm-hmm. and um, all that stuff. So they, they were all they're like, they had this, this concept of um, unite or perish. And so they, these five tribes all joined together and they were called the, where is it? Haudenosaunee. That was the name of all of the people. When the French came, they called them the Iroquois. Okay. So Iroquois is kind of like the name. It's for, an umbrella term. It's for, an umbrella term. Yeah. So these are all Iroquois in the sense of like it is a, a shared language. Mm-hmm. And they do have um, shared uh, histories and whatnot. But it is. And I, I think it may have developed into their own specific tribe. But when it was created, it was the Confederacy was. Hadonisia, hot the Iroquois. I'm going to say the Iroquois just because I can't pronounce the uh, original term. It's okay. When you mention uh, somebody specific by name, I was going to say just venture to guess that I've not, even if I've heard of these people before, I wouldn't recognize that I have because they would have been reading about them and I would have never have actually heard their name said out loud. Right. Yeah. So that's always like, I'm like, I feel like. Like when people said Hermione for the first time, I was like, no, it's Hermione. No, Hermione sounds better. That makes sense. (laughs) Now that I'm hearing it. Yeah. That makes sense. I thought it was uh, Hermoine. I said Hermoine for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then I said Hermoine for I also a while. said Hari, which was weird. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Hari, Hari and, Potter? And, and run? run? Yeah, I just kept calling him Bob. <laughs> um, I wanted to pick this topic because I feel like, especially when it comes to like Thanksgiving and, and what we learn in school, it's like we are given these tribal names and like no one ever talks about who they are mm-hmm. or their specifics. And it's just a name to throw out. And because no one knows the differences between the tribes or these nations, that's when we say Native Americans and we all just clump them together. 
And we um, pat ourselves on the back for saying Native Americans instead of American Indians. Exactly. <laughs> or Indians. Um, so, Also, uh, not so hot take. Thanksgiving is trash. It's garbage. I'm just there for the food. The, fir- the first Thanksgiving wasn't as horrific, but the second Thanksgiving, they were literally playing like soccer in the streets with the severed heads of Native Americans. So. Wait, were they really doing that? I highly recommend checking out the uh, the dollop does a Thanksgiving episode that is, I mean, it's like listening to the Wikipedia. So you could read about Thanksgiving on Wikipedia or you could listen to the dollop. It's going to be a lot more fun of a time. Their Thanksgiving episode is uh, pretty gnarly and um, kind of horrifying and delightful. Um, but it is very much like you're like, oh, this is you're reading Wikipedia at this point because of the way that this is phrased, I can tell. Yeah. Sometimes when you're reading something on Wikipedia, you have to go back and read the sentence like five times to figure out what it meant. Right. That uh, was a nice vamp for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I was like, I was like looking through my notes and Natalie was like killing it. Let me pontificate about Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, they were called the, the longhouse people, Iroquois. Okay. Um, so each of the nations uh, had their own kind of like, the Mohawks were possessors of the Flint. Oneidas were granite people. Onondagas were people of the hills. Cayugas were people of the Great Swamp. Rip. Seneca- <laughs> <laughs> Senecas were the Great Hill people. Tuscacoras were people of the shirt, which I need to look into that because I want to get shirts made. <laughs> but all together, they were called the Longhouse people. Um, in uh, the northeastern um, region, particularly the Iroquois, um, they're, they lived in longhouses and they're these like big, they're like a hundred feet long <sighs> wooden, um, houses that they lived in mm-hmm. and there were like bunks. So like tons of people would live in one of these. Um, and they were called the longhouse people because of this confederacy they had the idea of everyone gets to live on their own. These five nations mm-hmm. are completely self-sustaining they work for themselves. There's no one telling you what to do, but they all work together and yeah, live together. And are united when when needed. Exactly. Um, so this guy, I think he was um, John Collier. Uh, it said he recently wrote in Indians of the Americas, which I'm guessing is a book out. I don't know. But he said, I think no institutional achievement of mankind exceeds it in either wisdom or intelligence. And he's talking about the Confederacy. Um, They make a point of being like, they didn't have like, when you look over into Europe or whatever, and they're doing these like art schools and like everything is very like institutionalized when it comes to art and science and all those things. Yeah, there's rules for each school. Yeah. It's like it can't be considered this if it doesn't match these criteria. Right. They they didn't have these like highly formalized arts or sciences or, you know, religions. Everything was just like kind of free form and, and DIY to yourself and whatnot. We're not like standardizing art. But... They said they had one of the most simplistic and complex and effective governmental systems that has ever really been used. Um, All of these nations, they didn't have to go to one guy to be like, hey, can we do this? Or like, hey, we want to, you know, do this thing over here. Can we have your permission? Like, they completely were self-governing. And the only time they needed to bring anything to the council was if they wanted to engage in war with someone. 
And it was really cool because they had a, like, each nation had their own chief who was a man, but they had, um, the family unit was called, oh man, well, I can't find the name of it here, but they, they were, the, their like kind of political system or their smaller, you mm-hmm. know, breakdown in tribes and whatnot. Was matriarchal? Not just matriarchal, but it was family run, you okay. know, like it was, it was based on family units. Um, and it was matriarchal. These matrons um, were leaders and they, they did all the farming. They ran the house. They basically also were running kind of the governmental system. All of the chiefs were men and whatnot, but they had this kind of almost little league of women yeah. called matrons, and they would choose the chief. So and is you, it like if the if it is it like if like us like the state senators are men or like the governors men, but all the mayors are women? Essentially, yeah, and okay. and they would say that like um, so say like the chief dies, this uh, this league of women get together and they pick a new chief. Um, the 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 people of the chief's you know governing body or whatever they could reject that person if they mm-hmm. wanted to but if they did they would go back to the women and they'd be like oh, i don't know about this guy can you like convince us or give us someone else and it was like that with almost every decision even the chiefs of the smaller tribes or whatnot all of these kind of major decisions were based on this this group of women mm-hmm. and that goes back to the this legend of Dekanawida and Hiawatha so there's a few different like stories of this legend. Um, one of them I saw that so <laughs> there was this like this like evil chief of one of the tribes, and he was kind of like a tyrant, and he was killing all these other people. He was horrible to his own people, and Hiawatha was a member of that tribe or something. And Hiawatha was a cannibal, and they said he had a twisted mind and everything. And Dekanawida climbed up on the roof of his hut and looked down because they would have like a, a big hole where yeah. the fire. Yeah, for the smoke to go out. So he was looking down through that, and Hiawatha had a big old like pot that he was cooking people in or something. Yep. And some loose limbs. Some loose limbs. And when he's looking into the pot, he sees a reflection of a face, and it's Dekanawida looking down, but he doesn't realize there's a guy, so he's just like, Oh, that must be my reflection. And I don't know, Dekanawita had a good face or something. He's like, that doesn't look like the face of a man who would be evil like me. I'm going to be good now. (laughs) A lot of conjecture right there. So it's like, yeah, you know what? I had that happen to me once. I was like, I was into some rough shit. (laughs) And then I went into a hall of mirrors (laughs) and I thought that uh, I saw saw this reflection of just a cute little girl. And I was like, you know what? No, no, we do not want Disney coming out. No, 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 no. Anyways, I don't know what the story is, whatever, but the the legend is that, you know, Dekanawita was this prophet, and he was this, like, he had these ideas of, like, we should be kind, and we should have peace, and it's not, like, maybe we shouldn't eat each other. Right, but it was mostly of, like, strength through Mm -hmm. peace like we are going to be able to accomplish so much more if we work together and whatnot and Hiawatha was the person that kind of got all these traps together and then there is a part of the legend that says there was a woman who like helped Hiawatha or something and based on that character in this Mm -hmm. legend that is how this matron um league 
was formed to create all these decisions. Because they said, like, women would be able to make more sound judgment, so they should be in charge of choosing who can lead. Okay. So Hiawatha was a bad guy. I don't know about that. that well, was, according to this legend, Hiawatha is sus- suspect. Well, I don't know so much as that. That was seemed like a weird segue from the other stuff I read. Basically, Dekanawita was a prophet, and Hiawatha was the one that... He was in charge he of was, his tribe, and then he got the other he's Yeah, to, and he yeah, was the one it, that enacted that. the plan. Mm-hmm. The, the legend thing, that bit was weird. I think there's a, a bunch of different whatever. But Dekanawita, prophet... Hiawatha was a person that did everything, and then there was this woman who helped, and yeah. so she was kind of the impetus Set for this. Set the mold like, of, of, of the women being in charge of that yeah, section of absolutely cool. Just like wanted to know whether or not like Hiawatha was like a bad guy TM or like right no and and Hiawatha is known or Dakanawita is known as the great peacemaker, mm-hmm. and I think that term is or that name is sometimes given to Hiawatha, but it's. Dakanawita, who is the prophet, the great peacemaker. Um, but they, once they formed as a confederacy, they were this unstoppable force. And they said that their, um, their area of control was roughly the size of the Rome, of the old Roman empire. So if you think of the Roman empire, it's Portugal, Spain, mm-hmm. France, Germany, uh, like those Eastern Slavic countries, Macedonia, Greece, all of the top cusp of Northern Africa. Like it was this huge swath of, of, of country that they ran. Yeah. And a big part of that was they, they said they did not like when they try to like, when archeologists and sociologists try to map, you know, like the movements of the people or where did they originate and whatnot. It's difficult because they did not believe in like bloodline or like, oh, you were not born a Mohawk, so you can hang out with us, but you're not Mohawk. They they had this um, this practice of adopting. If they would defeat another tribe, then the, those prisoners would be would in become their, part of their tribe. Yeah, they're like you're our people now. They would they were very heavily into like adopting outsiders and they said like foreigners were welcome and so it was it was interesting reading this especially because one of the articles i read i wrote read kept calling them like aliens Mm -hmm. so it was like they would welcome aliens as their own people and it just had weird parallels to now yeah and their thought process behind it was we're growing and strengthening our people strength through numbers and they realized ideas yeah and they realized that Governing through force did not accomplish anything. So they wanted to have like a very strong and rich cultural, like everyone's happy and we're making decisions to benefit everyone, not to for control and power. Yeah. Well, and it's because it's from what you said, it sounds like they're like they didn't get into the weeds of like the day to day decisions of the tribes either. No. Yeah. It was like Mohawk. They're, they're gets like, to unless re- you want to like go to war, yeah. in which case like you're going to need the support of your, your brothers in arms, if you will. Yeah. Then like we trust that you're going to make a good decision because it doesn't, it's not a structure based on, it's not a structure based on like one person trying to get a bunch of power or yeah. like trying to like rise to the ranks that way. Well, it's and you more look autonomous. at yeah, and you look at alliances that not even nowadays, just forever. You know, alliances between countries and whatnot. Like, 
it's always like team cast versus, versus team Natalie. And like, I only care about me, but like, if I need this one thing, then I'm going to ask you for yeah. help. It was very much like, Natalie, you do what you want to do. And we have this overarching goal and we're going to work towards that together. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of like rivalry and yeah. whatnot. And part of that was that this origin story touched each of these uh, nations. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, well, Hiawatha was Mohawk, so like Mohawk's the best. It was like Hiawatha was living amongst the Mohawks, but I think he was Huron, but then he went to the Onedas, and that's where he planted the Tree of Peace. And like everyone had a piece of this story, which is also, they said, when they kind of wrote down this story in like the 1880s, um, they, it became their their Bible almost. And it was like beautiful poetry and whatnot. And it had been built from this rich oral tradition. And it, again, like kind of modified and, and made more fantastical or whatever. But I think that's a genius way of like creating peace between a bunch of different yeah. bodies of well, people. Because they all have ownership over Everyone their has, own... Exactly. Like their own choices and destiny and whatnot. But also they have ownership uh, over like the over the the mythos and their origin story. Yeah, like you look at Christianity and all the different sects and whatnot, like they broke apart because they're like, oh, well, we do it right. And like, yeah. you know, when they split, you know, the, the schisms, back to our schisms and everything, it's like, well, Jesus wanted it this way. And he said this one thing specifically, which applies to us. So we're right and you're wrong. And there is this umbrella of Christianity, but it is like, Go Lutherans or like Catholics are the best and you guys suck, but like we don't believe in God, I guess. It yeah. wasn't like that at all. Well, and even like backing like you even back that that like telescope up even further from away from like just Christianity to yeah. just religion as a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you guys getting in the weeds a lot about like one like this this detail that you're like, no, 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 no. We're sure that Jesus was Christ and he was a white yeah. man. <laughs> and we're gonna you about it yeah or like it's always it's like there's so much there's so much conflict and war historically and even today that is about no our version of this story that we have a larger role in is right or we have exactly the same story but like i think the one thing that i will never get over it's like one of the only things i remember about like church history because i took i went to catholic school is this thing called the filioque controversy have you ever heard of that i have not heard of this so filioque means and the sun so i think it was like the council of nicaea or whatever when they're creating the nicene creed which is essentially mm-hmm. the creed of what christians believe there's this part that says i believe in god the father it's god the father the son and the holy spirit or whatever meaning that it's three in one and then they're like no it's not and the son it's like it's literally three words that were like, we don't believe in that specific order or oh, semantics. Is it, the, is it the semantics of like of of like of the belief that the Holy Trinity are all one thing yeah. versus like three three separate, separate parts things that like go yeah. together? Okay. And I think that's what split. I didn't know the name of that before. Mm. I like I have often heard of that. Yes, uh, I think debacle, it, that is what split the Greek Orthodox. And the the Western Orthodox and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and it's that's one thing that I will I just always bring up when it's like getting in the weeds. I was like, dude, it's three words. Get I should it. know that too. If that's if it is where the where the uh, Western and the Greek Orthodox split, because I went to a Roman Catholic church and a Ukrainian Catholic church growing up. Yeah, ooh, 
And they had their differences. They crossed themselves in the other direction. Yeah, the Catholics go up, down, left, right, and uh, Eastern Orthodox Dox goes up, up down, down, right, right left. left. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Glad we got that covered. <laughs> yeah, the uh, rip's doing it Ukrainian, now. Ukrainian Catholic Church my also arm doesn't even do it. My arm can't, because I, I grew up Catholic, Roman Catholic. It feels my, weird. I can't. Like it goes down and ah. <laughs> and we also uh, Ukrainian Catholic Church also crossed yourself three times. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well, so the Catholic Church also used to have, or at least like the yeah, the yeah. forehead, the mouth, the yeah. heart. Real quick aside, because Sorry, we brought we- up <laughs> Ukrainian Catholicism, and the I remembered that uh, my cousin called me in a beautiful tizzy one morning on her commute, listening to our Halloween episode. Uh, our scared history episode um, to let me know because I had mentioned that the church that is still standing in Centralia and that is like safe because it's on bedrock is a Ukrainian Catholic church. And I was like, yeah, Ukraine, that's me. Uh, she called me to let me know that. Uh, so it was she, that she knows somebody who goes to that church. Are you serious? Yeah, she knows somebody who goes to that church, quote, when she's in the area. And I'm like, when are you, what? When are you just in? You know, when it's a little nippy in the air and she's like, I'm cold. I'm going to go over to Centralia yeah. and warm up yeah. over the hell mouth. Yep. Just get a nice <laughs> steam facial and then go to mass. Well, look, back to the ear. <laughs> so they were, they became this powerful force to be reckoned with. And as as much as, you know, like, it became a very peaceful in the sense of not warring within each other. They were like crazy, hella good warriors and whatnot. And they were still, you know, fighting countries around them or like tribes around them. But again, then bringing them in and that's why their influence and size grew, but they were, they were still, you know, like warriors and they fought a lot. So it's not just like, we're and all best friends yeah, in the yeah. line laid down with the lamb. And I need to get off of this uh, biblical reference. We're going to get ourselves in trouble <laughs> real fast. Um, but so, yeah, so they were like like fierce warriors. And it said somewhere that at the height of their, even at the height of their um, their civilization, they never had more than 15,000 people, essentially, in like in their mm-hmm. entire whatever. Like it was, it was still very small numbers. Um, and that became important when the the French came over and then the British came over and there was this when the French and the British came over to the colonies there was this kind of fight for control of power and each of them were like we want the native people on our side so they can help us out um and the French were with the Iroquois and then the British were with I don't know some other people um and they said the like the French would not have the French or the British would not have lasted mm-hmm. long enough to fight each other if the if this Iroquois people weren't there, and that even though they only had fifteen thousand people max, um, they were like kicking ass and like you know mowing down the French when they were trying to invade and whatnot, mm-hmm. and like holding their own, and as well as like having victories, you know, not yeah. just like fighting them off, but like they were winning battles and everything. Um, and they were essentially the the stronghold of of both sides. Most of these Native American tribes were the ones kind of like doing a lot of the work at the yeah. time. Um, and yeah, and it's just it's I just think it was really interesting. There's so many like 
great, uh, like individual stories about like, you know, Hiawatha and like these, these people. But one thing I always wanted to know more about was like the tribes themselves. Cause it wasn't just like, Hey, we've got a bunch of friends, you know, and we're hanging out and we've got our teepees or we've got our longhouses and we're just going to like call ourselves, Hey, team name Mohawk, you know, mm-hmm. like these were very complex and successful, like political structures and systems. And they had all of this stuff going on. And we kind of just are like native Americans yeah. or we say like Mohawk. I love when people are trying to be like, Oh, you know, the Mohawk people or the like, the Iroquois, I was like, you don't know what that means. You just know it's yeah. like a name. Um, and to know that there's so much richness and like complexity going in behind everything. Um, the Iroquois people are are in the New York and the uh, New England area and whatnot. And so they were the, they were the first point of contact when settlers came over and everything. Um, and it's just, I was just really excited learning about all of this. And I was telling Natalie when I picked this topic, I was like, it's too broad. There's too much. And then I was reading it. I was like, I want to learn, like, I want to learn the Tuscacora's people of the shirt. What's going on there. And Mm. like, there's so much more about Hiawatha and Takana but I just thought this was such, I had never heard of the Iroquois Confederacy. And when I think of Iroquois people, I think of like, Oh, it's one tribe, right? Well, all of these tribes were linguistically connected. Yeah. Um, and so that's, why we call them Iroquois, but they're all, it's comp- five and then six completely different tribes just like working together. I thought it was cool. I, I agree that it's cool. Thank you. You did make it that whole time without making a last of the Mohicans reference. Da, 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 da. Sorry. Sorry, Rip. Rip Sorry, Rip's Mike. Ears weren't right. Rip's going to be deaf, and so are all of you. <laughs> I should have warned Rip. Um, yeah, no, Last Mohicans is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know, you, you like warned me that you might make a Last of the Mohicans reference when we started. And then I was like, really shocked that it hasn't happened yet. You stay alive. I will find you. Daniel Day-Lewis and that long, luscious, flowing hair. Like, mm. Mm. <laughs> highly recommend it. Great soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone at the bare minimum should listen to the soundtrack to Last of the Mohicans. Honestly, we used to listen to that growing like. We did not listen to a whole lot of music. The only music we really listened to was like we would watch musicals growing up, my mm-hmm. family, and then like Same. random. And then you know like James Taylor and stuff on on road trips, but like I have this specific memory memory of my like childhood house and it's like summer and it's warm and we've got all the doors open and then blaring the last of the Mohican soundtrack. Like there's not a lot of things that uh that we agree on, but in this household <laughs> We believe in the Last of the Mohicans soundtrack. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, this I, I'm not fully uh, uh, pleased with everything of, of what I'm saying because I want to go into so much more detail. But that's fine. It's tip of the iceberg. Like, tip of the iceberg. Yes. Uh, because like, we have that problem all the time where I'll think that something's like a smaller little nugget. Like and the then I, Amazons of Dahomey? Yeah, and then I get into it and I'm like, shit. Yeah. But oh, I could spend like an entire episode just talking about just this thing. Yeah. And so this is a good, this is like a good primer if you ever wanted to go back to. Yeah. Or if I, if I want to steal. Because that's what you did when you did um, Wilma Mankiller. Yeah. And then you talked about her like biography and then you went back to Alcatraz and you yeah. talked specifically about that. I'm definitely like highlighting stuff in here and 
talking about the Confederacy as a whole, like it's kind of got to stay broad. But I'm like, oh man, I'm going back to the people of the shirt. Yeah. And then we making shirts. <laughs> I mean, then we gonna be people of the shirts. That's like the ultimate culture appro- cultural appropriation. Oh yeah, I shouldn't do that. That'd be bad. I'm we, not gonna do that, you guys. Made, if we made people of the shirt shirts. Don't worry, gang. We're not going to do that. I appreciate the bit, but <laughs> it possibly was, ill-advised. It was just for the bit. You know when they say don't quit the bit? Do it for the bit. Quit the bit. <laughs> I love that. I love that it's like, because I we were originally going to do two stories on this episode, um, and we decided to split it up and, and, and do a solo and a solo, but I love it because it's such like a, I don't know, like a simple and uplifting thing. It's story to tell for the Thanksgiving episode Mm -hmm. versus like something that is super colonial or like super violent Well, and or very depressing. And yeah. And the whole concept of Thanksgiving is like, first of all, the story that we tell people of the holiday of Thanksgiving is that the colonists came over and they were um, sick and starving and the, Native people gave us food and helped us. Isn't that a beautiful story? It's like, well, fast forward to the end of that story. And I mean, something like this is like, now that is a way. Right? It's That's American history. And that is essentially the same um, concept and like idea we're going for of like thankfulness and helping each other and lifting each other up right? and it's, giving. Yeah. It actually is. And somebody, I really hope that somebody actually emails us and is like, also though, and like tells us that we're wrong. <laughs> but like, it, like this feels more like it holds, has the pillars of the Thanksgiving like essence and yeah. story than if you look behind the curtain at all at actual Thanksgiving. Does. Yeah. Actual Thanksgiving. I don't think was as fun as everyone says it was. Everyone joined my war on Thanksgiving. Well, in, in one of our previous episodes for indigenous people's day, when mm-hmm. I was talking about the, um, the, the stolen generation, mm-hmm. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, the sorry day, national, sorry, national, day. sorry day. And, and the, the indigenous people of Australia, um, now, like present day, there's kind of this movement of um, Australia Day, which is their national holiday about the founding of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they use the date of um, first contact. So when like Cook came over and um, colonized and decimated the the yeah. indigenous people, and a lot of the people nowadays, and not just not just um, indigenous people of Australia, but like the whites of Australia, you yeah. know, a lot of people are saying like, why wouldn't the date be the day that it was actually founded? Yeah. Like legally, this is Australia, not when white men step on. Yeah. And so I, but if just, the holiday is about it becoming Australia. Yeah. Officially. Yeah. Then why isn't it the day of the founding of Australia? Like how cool. And would not it, the beginning of the bloodshed on the way to the founding of Australia. Right. Exactly. How cool would it be if when we start teaching about Thanksgiving, we teach about the people of America, like the Americas as we previously knew them, you know, mm-hmm. the, just the landmass and like, oh, this is how our history started and it started by sharing and taking care of each other and giving each other what we needed to, you know, unite or perish. Mm-hmm. 
but no, we're going to talk about it in the sense of colonial yep. white people starving and asking for help and then screwing you over. Yay. So I'm, I'm proposing a movement to switch Thanksgiving to talking more about the people of the longhouse. Yes. And I second that, but I also uh, am proposing reminding everybody that you can eat turkey and mashed potatoes any other day of the year and you choose not to because turkey's not good. Stouffer's stovetop stuffing, I, I don't need a month to right? eat that. I can eat that you whenever I want. You can eat these things whenever you want. <laughs> you just don't want to. You like you like uh, uh, fried potatoes or like like crunchy, I'm sorry, turkey's potatoes. delicious. Wow, maybe a family fight over here. But here's the thing: like you, you know, you prefer crunchy potatoes to mashed potatoes or like mm. soupy mashed potatoes. All I'm gonna say to you there is a one of my favorite quotes from while you were sleeping. These mashed potatoes are so creamy. <laughs> it is such an obscure line. At any time I'm eating mashed potatoes, I always say that, and no one gets it except my sister. And on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening and learning with us. Um, guys, remember, we have a Patreon, and we're starting to put bonus content on there. Our very first bonus content is going to be our live episode mm-hmm. that we recorded last week. For you guys, as of, it's yeah. as of now. Um, and we actually go into more... We get a lot of like more uh, anecdotes and like firsthand account of... Uh, Butch, the Naperville Central Mummy, which was our second or third episode from I hometown fifth, hometown yeah. histories. Yeah, because our because uh, Mr. Galanis was one of the like official quote unquote caretakers mm-hmm. of keeper of the crypt, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, so he has like so much more fun detail to share that we wouldn't have known because it wasn't in any of the sources that we found. So um, check that out, Rip. Um, what is it? What? How does the payment thing work? Is it like a dollar? Is it like yeah, there, what it's, you want. it's tiered. Uh, uh, you can throw a buck in there, two bucks. Um, at the $2 uh, level, you get a, a postcard from your favorite hosts on your birthday. Uh, oh at God, the I love postcards. $3 level, um, depending on what uh, uh, shows you uh, are pledging to, uh, there's a Discord uh, servers uh, and just a little group chat uh, with hosts from those shows. Uh, at the $5 level is bonus content from all the shows uh, across the network. So if you aren't already listening to some, like you have access to that show's bonus episodes and you can listen to them or you can choose not to. And this is to encourage monthly payments as well, right? Yeah, it's set yeah, up on like a... Yeah, so it'd be like a dollar a month. Yeah. Yeah. Or five oh, so that you can get that yeah. sweet, sweet butch episode. And then there's... $10, $25 levels with like I mean, you can throw merch up. and you know, small merch, big merch, all sorts of stuff like that. Natalie cool and stuff. I are starting to work on getting some merch. Natalie got some uh, like promo cards for us that look awesome. And I've been wanting a t-shirt since five ever ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, but once I've been we get the, stickers. The, the merch from the uh, Patreon would be different from any merch that's available through mm-hmm. the Arcade Audio uh, yes. merch shop. Uh, ArcadeAudio.net slash merch, which uh, we just launched the Dilettante Ball uh, Goth Life shirt. Ooh, um, I saw that. Yeah, it's uh, good stuff. And they're illegal now. Uh, we're hopefully not going to get a cease and desist on these. What? <laughs> yeah, long story. Um, <laughs> Bonus content, different podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. 
A lot, yeah. a lot of good stuff. So pop That's over to, out. we'll let you know when we have merch up on the merch store, but in general, pop over to uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio. Also throw some reviews our way on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And if you don't listen on one of those things, write us a comment on our website or oh, like yeah. DM us we post, or email us. We at, post a fan Friday and we've been posting a lot of um, things that people have just been messaging us that are yeah. really nice and make us feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Um, so all of that on Instagram and Twitter at shared pod. And then, uh, our website, uh, you, uh, arcade audio duck. I don't know why I'm doing our website, arcade audio.com slash shared hyphen history, but I, I committing to it.net. I'm a liar. Um, <laughs> I meant to say, or you can email us any questions, suggestions, or corrections at, uh, at shared history podcast at gmail.com. Natalie, you're killing it. Mm-hmm, killing something. <laughs> This um, chocolate, this hot chocolate just hit, guys. Ready Natalie, this is, Rip, what are we at? This is like one of our shortest episodes we've had in a long time. We our should last, stop talking about how short it is and sign off so that we can keep it there. Our last episode was like two hours long. You know what? It needed it. It needed it, and I think it enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. hmm On that note... <laughs> have, a, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, if you aren't... In the U.S., have a great ordinary week of your life. <laughs> I uh, celebrated Thanksgiving in London last year. It was really weird. I celebrated once in Barbados. We had fish, and it was great because I don't like turkey, so it was perfect. Um, and oh, as always... Fish, the turkey of the sea. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> Flying fish, the turkey of the sea. Um, this has been a fun episode. Thanks, DJ Rip. Um, I've been Cass Maher. I've been Nat Younger. Share you later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.